0: BG Mania, a video game music podcast from March 18th, 2020, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. Video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by Frank. Hey guys! If this is your first time stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods in BGM land, welcome! BG Mania is a cornucopia of extra special music that we hold dear, both from the days of our childhood through modern consoles and new releases. That's right, we focus on retro to current games with everything included in between. What we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than except for special occasion episodes which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed to are something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every single week. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that 5-star rating and a review. So we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results, baby. And I am so excited to do this episode, Frank. Uh, Sunsoft has produced some amazing music throughout their tenure of publishing and developing video games. Now, I will say, even though they are still around as a company, Sunsoft is not bankrupt like many companies that existed back then are today or, you know, closed and no longer in existence. Sunsoft was founded in 1978 and still exists today. They still do certain things in the actual gaming industry. Uh, The last thing that they did was worked on the PlayStation 4 version of Abduction, and it was developed and published by Scion Worlds. It looks like it was some sort of like indie title, but Sunsoft had a hand in that. Um, and that was as of June 28th, 2018. So about a year and a half, almost two years ago.
1: Sunsoft has a lot of uh, games that I've rented over the years. Like, I, I didn't realize how many Sunsoft games I was familiar with. Hell, one of my, one of my favorite games of all time, is a Sunsoft game and you will hear a track from it later
0: on. Okay, I'm curious to know which one you're you're referencing.
1: I'm sure you know one of my favorite games of all time.
0: Yeah, okay. When,
1: when, when, when you see my list.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I used to own several Sunsoft games, like, you know, the one we're not going to hear from today on the Super Nintendo, the uh, Roadrunner game. What was Ranted
1: it called? That? Oh, I don't remember what that one was called. I, I played it. I rented it a lot. The thing is, uh, Warner Brothers actually had a contract with them. So I actually have a couple of Warner Brothers games on my list that you'll hear later on.
0: Hell, one from a Warner Brothers movie. Roadrunner's Death Valley Rally. That's the one I was trying to think of. I actually owned that game and as a child never was able to finish it. I thought it was hard, but it's a, It is a hard game. No, or like, I
1: know. Or, 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 or it at least seemed like it to us as kids.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I, I struggled with that. But yeah, Sunsoft is just so ingrained in my memory. Uh, I I had so many fond memories as well with Sunsoft games that I was looking forward to doing this episode. And I got to start off this week, so I chose to start with a piece of music from Blaster Master on the NES. The title of the track was Area 1. That was developed and published by Sunsoft. It released November 1988 here in the US, composed by Naoki Kodaka, the wonderful Naoki Kodaka. You're going to hear him probably a lot today. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised, Frank. A lot of the picks that you submitted weren't from Naoki Kodaka.
1: I tried to spread it around. As you could see from my list that I submitted to you, I tried to spread it around quite a bit. This game, Blaster Master, is on the uh, Nintendo Online service. It's one of those uh, games they gave us for free. Yeah,
0: and plus plus a special edition of it as well. Well, that and there was also new games released in the Blaster Master franchise on the eShop. Yeah, Blaster Master Zero and the second one to that was a zero two. Maybe I'm I think not it was entirely 02. sure. Yeah. Something like that, but yeah, franchise still going strong on the switch music. Incredible as ever. This track reminds me so much. Uh, another video game music podcast. One that I listened to before we started doing BG mania, the legacy music hour. Uh, the hosts of that show used to use this particular track as the intro for every single episode. Like it was their play in music. Like that just, you know, that was their theme music type of a thing. So every time I hear that song, now I was like start thinking I'm listening to that podcast again. <laughs> so, uh, great track though, phenomenal.
1: I, I like that. Um, this next one I'm picking simply because Brian, I miss sports. All right, and this was actually a, a, a Japanese sports game, uh, a baseball game. Uh, this is the online mode music from Telltale Stadium. <laughs> that was Online Mode from Telltale Stadium, uh, which came out October 10, 1990, only, uh, and was hosted uh, by Vile Music. Uh, this is one of those games it was Telltale uh, Stadium, Telltale Major and they were part of the online service, much like the city hall in Japan.
0: You know, obviously looking up the Telltale Stadium game, uh, which I'm not sure. Did you mention it was developed and published by developed Sunsoft? Developed and
1: published by Sunsoft.
0: Yeah, developed and published. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you mentioned that, but I do want to say that for every every game uh, today, obviously, because Sunsoft. So I want to see how they're connected to each game, because I think they only published certain versions of certain games and, and we'll get into that. I think we have some stuff a little later on, but. This is a sad-sounding track, and I really like it. it. It sounds like a town theme, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it has... that's an incredible track, and definitely better than it needs to be in a game that...
1: <laughs> I think it's literally what I told you. I was like, Brian, wait till you hear this. It's better than it needs to be.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's very tragic sounding, and I'm not sure why. It's just... and really cool that a game that released... when? 19, you said 1990? 1990. Was able to connect and have an online mode, thanks to, like, the Sega Channel. That's so freaking cool. I wish, you know, we had that nowadays. You know, with Xbox Live going down the other day, um, broke my heart as you were trying to play some Ori.
1: Great game. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Uh, also, not by Sunsoft. Don't don't let, don't let Frank. Do
0: not let Frank derail you. Yeah, not by Sunsoft, but we are going to be doing an episode on Ori uh, in, in the very near future, just because of how amazing that soundtrack actually is.
1: I have stopped. Uh, my my playtime is going to be extended because I have stopped and listened to some music.
0: Yeah. Keep an ear out for that episode coming up, uh, man, in a couple weeks, a couple weeks. But I'm going to kick to my next track on the episode today, and I'm going to the Super Nintendo version of Lemmings. The name of this track is Can-Can, otherwise known as the Stage 1 theme. And that was Can, otherwise known as stage one theme from Lemmings. Sunsoft developed and published both the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis versions of Lemmings, while also publishing the NES version, which was developed by Ocean Software. This released March 1992 for the SNES and Genesis, and this was composed by Tomomi Hatakiyama. I used to be big into Lemmings, Frank. And I think you were as well.
1: I was. um, This is one of the games that they uh, actually let us play in computer class in school. We had the old Commodore 64s. Uh, And because I guess you're learning, you you have a lot of puzzle solving, kind of, and, and strategic thinking when you're playing Lemmings.
0: Yeah, I used to play it on the... Oh, man, like the... I had Amiga or the MS-DOS in school. I'm trying to remember which actual thing we had in our computer classes, but I'm talking like, you know, kindergarten, first, second grade era. <laughs> Back in honestly, the early uh, 90s.
1: Honestly, probably the same time I was playing, because I was thinking I was playing this uh, maybe fifth grade. And yeah, I'm so... so f- four, what am I, like four years older than
0: you? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, so like that, yeah. Roughly, roughly right around the same time period. Yeah, yeah for sure.
1: That's cool. Uh, just being a bit of a nerd uh when it comes to classical music uh the original composer for this is jacques Offenbach. uh it's from the opera it's from the opera i'm gonna read this in french the english version or en or orpheus in the underworld uh from back in the 1850s
0: okay very popular piece of classical music as very well very
1: popular piece which you, you hear in everything from uh video games to movies the moulin rouge uh cartoons with the bugs bunny doing the can can
0: yeah well there's Probably more modern cartoons besides Bugs Bunny that also b- use b- this But
1: Brian, but Brian, I-, I was using that for a segue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing, Frank. <laughs>
1: you see what's going on. Uh, speaking of Bugs Bunny, how about his pal Daffy Duck?
0: Terrible segue.
1: I know. Uh, one day I'll get to this job. My pick is from Daffy Duck, The Marvin Missions. This is 20,000 Martians Under the Sea. 20,000 Martians under the sea from Daffy Duck the Marvel missions, which is not easy to say. Uh, came out October 1993 on the Super Nintendo, uh, published by Sunsoft. This one was developed by ICOM Simulations. Uh, there was a Game Boy version that was also, was developed and published by Sunsoft. That one was actually composed by Manami Matsume. This one composed by Jim Hedges.
0: Yeah, I told Frank, I was like, why did we pick from the Game Boy version? <laughs> because Frank messed up. on the uh, Matsume in the episode. But no, that's OK, because Jim Hedges did a fine job on the Super Nintendo soundtrack no, for hey, this I've game.
1: Uh, if you listen to the actual full soundtrack, a lot of it is very Avant garde, like a lot of like noises all over the place, almost like uh, you'll well, go, this kind of had feel to it. it, a little it did. Bit. This one was more of the one that was kind of reigned in the most that I listened to.
0: Yeah, um, I also picked it because I like the title. Um, 20,000 Martians Under the Sea, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's creative.
1: This is one of the games that I rented, uh, along with the uh, the Roadrunner game and another one that I have coming up, uh, also based on a cartoon. Uh, okay, um, w- Warner Brothers,
0: they, they, they I think they did all the wonder Brothers games back in the Super Nintendo. or uh, or at least the the, the bulk of them. Sunsoft, they may have, man, because I remember any time walking through the store or, you know, just being in the game aisle of anywhere or at a friend's house and seeing that Sunsoft logo. I was like, oh, it's so instantly recognizable. And just thinking back to all the games I remember from this company and then going through the list as we were setting up the episode this week, I was like, man, I played so many of these games. And yeah, a lot of them based off of Warner Brothers IPs.
1: Uh, which is great cuz I love the Warner Brothers IPs. Um, I think I think eventually they went to acclaim if I'm not mistaken, they may have.
0: I don't know. And then a the claim went out of business. Sunsoft's still around, <laughs> but because, but,
1: but because it, they had a lot of movie things. That, uh, I'm hoping I'm uh, not spoiling. I think you have coming up, but they did uh, the Batman games and the Adams Family games. Like they 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 were they had a lot of WB movies and things. That, like that was their thing. That, that that was their niche.
0: They absolutely did, Frank. And speaking of Batman, uh, the,
1: damn it! I didn't mean to do that to you.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a transition? The perfect transition. Speaking of Batman, they were responsible for the widely successful and very, very well done NES version of Batman.
1: Maybe my favorite Batman game, except for the Arkham games.
0: And it's really good. So from that game, this is stage two. was Stage 2 from Batman. This was published and developed by Sunsoft and released February 13th, 1990 on the NES, composed by Naoki Kodaka once again.
1: Did you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? That's the only quote I remember from the Batman movie. (laughs) (laughs) Where does he get these wonderful toys?
0: There you go. (laughs) You know, I, I think I've mentioned it. I've never been one to remember a lot of, like, movie quotes. I struggle that's, all I have.
1: Have, that's all I have rattling around my brain. I can't remember
0: people's names or faces or anything important. Yeah, see, I'm really good with that. But I struggle to remember, like, movie quotes. I can remember song lyrics after one time of hearing a song, though, for sure. But, yeah, this is freaking rockin', dude. And you mentioned it before we actually listened to the track. Probably, besides the Arkham Batman games, one of the strongest Batman games to ever be developed.
1: But probably the best Sunsoft game in general. Yeah, there, maybe. there's... Maybe. 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 <laughs> Maybe the track we're gonna play next is the best game, but then again, that's just more my personal feelings.
0: Uh, no, because they're only responsible for a port know, of one I, particular I, I, I version. Know, I, know, I, know. I don't know that I would say it's tough. Batman could be considered it's a, it's a, it's a, it's be, a big Like one. the it's, best Sunsoft game. It's a must own NES game. I think it is a must own NES game, but there are some other really strong Sunsoft games as well. You know what? Give me a give me a track to think about that. And uh, when we come back, well, let's try to think of like what is the best Sun. Soft game and are we playing a track from it today or not who knows
1: <laughs> um you know what i'll play a track from my favorite puzzle game of all time even more than portal i know it's crazy right from the granddaddy of them all this is mechanical mistgate from mist And that was the mechanical mist gate from Mist. Um, this version was developed by Sunsoft as a Japanese launch title for the Sega Saturn. So this came out November second, nineteen ninety four. Uh, composed by Robin Miller. Uh, the Sega Saturn for U.S. this September ninety five. I absolutely adore this game. Mist. Um, I have to admit, I played on the PC. This was the first game. I believe distributed by CD-ROM, or, one of the least, or at least one of the first ones to actually make it popular.
0: I do believe that is the case.
1: Um, this game, the Saturn copy, uh, is considered to be an inferior product because this uh, is a point-and-click game, and that doesn't translate well to a console game.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, I would never consider playing Mist on a on a console.
1: <laughs> this was supposed to be uh, compatible with the shuttle mouse uh, for the Saturn, but uh, to our European friends, it never came out there. So uh, you had to play it with a controller. Uh, big shout out to our European friends. Um, I don't know how to speak any of your languages, so uh, what's up?
0: They're all quarantined like we are from the coronavirus. <sighs> oh, boy, it's crazy.
1: Just be safe, everybody. All right. Absolutely. To, uh,
0: yeah. Just, follow just, pro- just, follow just, protocol. Just,
1: just hunker down, listen to some good video game music, play some video games.
0: I was going to say, you know, follow protocol and use common sense when it comes to do I need to go out or do I need to go to so-and-so or such-and-such of a place.
1: <laughs> just have people deliver stuff to you. Stay home. You don't even need to go to work. Who cares about that kind of stuff?
0: Well, everything's getting shut down. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. You know, my our heart goes out to San Francisco. They're in 24-hour lockdown for the next at least three weeks. Wow. That is rough. If you're looking for a new all-purpose gaming-related podcast to listen to, look no further than the Max Level Podcast. Every Monday morning, five friends have a breakfast powwow about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games they've been spending time with over the past seven days. Featuring Brian, Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com. There's never a down moment when it comes to pertinent information or laugh-out-loud moments. They'll break down upcoming games, hidden gems, and encourage listener participation through guessing games and questions. Find the Max Level Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume your daily podcasts. Going back to what we talked about, I think Batman is my favorite Sunsoft game.
1: I think it is, man. I thought about um... it.
0: I thought about it. I think Mist is probably in the top five, maybe top three for Sunsoft games. Yeah, but I'll give it to Batman. Yeah, uh, I also think Journey to Silius deserves uh, to be up near the top because I really enjoy that one, too. Yes, yes. I'm hoping, I'm hoping you pick from it. Well, it happens to be my next track. There you go. Look at this guy. He is a <laughs> transition machine. <laughs> this is why I saved it for the third I'm game gonna, I mentioned.
1: I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn one day.
0: day. You're going to learn one day from Journey to Silius. This is stage theme number one. that was Stage Theme 1 from Journey to Silius, which was published and developed by Sunsoft and released September 1990 here in the US. It was composed, we're hearing him once again, Naoki Kodaka. So freaking good, man. We've only played one track from Journey to Silius before. we played the title theme, which is very iconic as well, but it's, it's hard to believe that in a game that has so much good music, in a game that doesn't even have that much music at the same time, because it's an <laughs> NES game. Yeah. But almost every track that's, you know, more than a minute long you know that's not just a quick jingle or a sound effect type thing is worth listening to Naoki Kodaka nailed this one out of the park and I think he's really a big reason why Sunsoft is remembered so fondly in a lot of our gaming memories music as we know is able to help us call back to certain things and remember certain things in a different way so Naoki Kodaka is just nailing everything left and right producing this incredible music for us to listen to while gaming as children. Of course, we're going to remember fondly on that kind of stuff. So hats off to him, man. And it it really sucks. You know, even this is kind of like a small, tiny, mini deep dive into Naoki Kodaka. We're still going to give him a proper deep dive in the future. But sucks that, you know, he was really only active from 86 to 97, 11 years, and really only worked on 20 games, maybe. he He was so good. I would love for him to come back, whether it be on Kickstarter or you know, someone you know bringing him in to do music for the Kickstarter game,
1: Ooh, or like, like like reboot one like reboot one of these old games and yeah. have him come back with the music. Yeah, something like that. That'd be cool. It's a damn good idea. that would be cool. Who knows? Maybe like a cool like, like maybe like a sequel to some of these games. Yeah. Speaking of cool sequels, I have a game, I have a track from a sequel to Arrow the Acrobat. This is Jet Ski Number One from Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. That was Jet Ski number 1 from Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel, which came out in November 1994. It was published by Sunsoft and developed by Iguana Entertainment. The composer was Rick Fox. Uh, Rick Fox, uh, he was a keyboardist for David Bowie. Um, when, they, they, when Iguana, they, they heard him, they asked him to do the music for NBA Jam, and he went on to do Arrow the Acrobat and Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Arrow the Acrobat, n- another big, big Sunsoft uh franchise. Yeah,
0: I think we could probably say Arrow the Acrobat could be top five Sunsoft games as well.
1: Uh, and Zero was actually the main rival of Arrow the Acrobat, so he got his own spin-off game. Uh, I remember this game. It actually was a fun game. Uh, we got it in November 94. Uh, they actually got this before us in uh, Europe. They got this July 94,
0: so. It's a really good track. I enjoyed it. I was kind of bobbing along to it. And then when you told me this guy used to be, like, actually an a band and you know, he's worked to... with
1: big musicians, he's worked with Alan Parsons' project, but uh, or, or, or the big one here is uh, Snoop DL Double Jizzle,
0: okay? Uh, Snoop, Snoop Dogg for
1: everyone else out there,
0: um, not the official rapper of Level Down Games.
1: He is a far, far away from Coolio, okay, who is slide, slide, slowly slide his way into our hearts.
0: Coolio, a memory of the past. Oh, I
1: see what you're doing there,
0: yeah, yeah, because my next track is titled Memories of the Past from Albert Odyssey. And that was Coolio, I mean, Memories of the Past, from Albert Odyssey, developed and published by Sunsoft this released March 5th, 1993, on the Super Nintendo, only in Japan. And even though it's been ported to the Virtual Console for both the Wii and the Wii U, it has never seen release outside of Japan. This was composed by, you guessed it once again, Naoki Kodaka.
1: I hope you enjoyed your deep dive into Naoki Kodaka.
0: (laughs) Shallow dive. We've done that before. I think we did it not even that long ago. Not even that long ago we were talking about and making stupid jokes like that. But Albert Odyssey is a franchise that's always intrigued me. They did have a game that released in the series on the Sega Saturn in the mid to late 90s. And I played it. I remember renting it and I remember liking it, but I knew that there were other games in the series that weren't out here. So I was always reluctant to really kind of get into it as far as I could because I knew I'd probably never get to play it. And still to this day, I mean, you know, years upon years upon years later, I still can't play them. So <laughs> you can learn Japanese, Brian. OK, quit being lazy. I need to learn Japanese one day. I really do. It'd make my life so much easier. Uh, me, too, because I can watch my animes earlier instead of waiting for the translations anemies? Did you say did you say anemies? Anemies? Yeah, you said you said it like anemies. I could watch my enemies. Well,
1: oh, I do have to watch my enemies as well.
0: <laughs> no, anemies.
1: <laughs> like is is, anemies. Is, 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 is is, isn't that what clownfish live inside? Anemones. Oh, it, oh, OK. Yeah. Speaking of clownfish. No, I got nothing. Um, I'm going to take you back one more time to another WB game uh, from a cartoon I actually didn't hate. This is the credits roll from Tasmania. was the credits roll from Tasmania, which came out May 1993. Uh, this was developed for the Super Nintendo by Sunsoft, uh, I'm sorry, published by Sunsoft, developed by Visual Concepts.
0: Yeah, Visual Concepts, which would go on to make the uh, 2K sports games. That's cool. WWE 2K20, baby. Uh, this was composed by
1: Mitchell Stein or Mitchell Steen, however. Uh, I don't know which way it is. Um, he is also the composer of the
0: Clay Fighter, uh games. Okay, nice. And yes, that is the SNES version because it's the only one besides the Game Boy that Sunsoft had anything to do with, even though this game did release uh, many places, actually, it looks like. <laughs> this, speaking of, earlier we talked about the, uh, the Rover game. This was a hard friggin' game. No, I remember renting this one as well. I used to play this one quite often.
1: Playing as Taz and trying to uh, catch that kiwi? Yeah, uh, I I But I generally loved this game. Like It was very colorful, very fun, very hard. And I, I rented this more than once. I can honestly say I've never beaten this game.
0: I don't think I ever have either. Thinking back on it, I don't think I ever have either.
1: Uh, other than me picking the track, this is the second time I've heard that uh, <laughs>
0: the credits music. All right, Frank, well, I am going to another... Ge- Japanese only game and it's one that has intrigued me for a while, one that I wish I could actually sit down and play. It's known outside of Japan as Mr. Gimmick, but inside of Japan it's known as just Gimmick. So from Gimmick, the name of the track is Aporia, otherwise known as Boss Theme Number One. Was Aporia, otherwise known as Boss Theme Number One from Gimmick, which was developed and published by Sunsoft. This released January thirty first, nineteen ninety two, in Japan on the NES, and it was composed by Masashi Kagiyama. Uh, fun fact: This actually released in Scandinavian markets May nineteenth, nineteen ninety three, on the NES. I actually thought for a second that meant Sega Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Gimmick is a uh, fun, at least what looks like a fun platforming game that I've always wanted to play. And, you know, obviously we always say, you know, if it's never released here, download a ROM, whatever, play it. I've never done that for Gimmick. I need to do that sometime. <laughs> I want to actually play this game. G-
1: Gimmick is big enough that I've actually, like, I could tell you what Gimmick looks like just because so I could visualize him because I've seen it so many times. I've try- I- I've wanted to download this forever.
0: What's funny is I was listening to the entire soundtrack for Gimmick, and it's actually... Pretty freaking catchy, dude. The tracks on there are really catchy. You know, we should do that. You no, know, we do our little game challenge, so we should uh, definitely do that. Play gimmick. <laughs> maybe we'll play. Gi- yeah, maybe we'll play gimmick soon.
1: You Who know, we can play that together. We'll find a way. Life finds mm-hmm. a way.
0: I don't know that it's a uh, multiplayer. It does say single player right on the uh, Wikipedia page. So
1: well, maybe I can watch your Twitch um, <laughs> you Twitch for a You know, I have a nice Japanese game here as well. From Fantasy Zone, this is Stage 7. Stage Seven from Fantasy Zone, which came out in 1987, uh, developed and published by Sunsoft, composed by Naohiso Uh Nice little fun jointy uh, tune there. And Frank loves little Dorothy tunes.
0: Definite Frank pick. I definitely, as soon as that started, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely a Frank pick. And it, Fantasy Zone, we've actually played from Super Fantasy Zone before because that's included on the Sega Genesis Mini, which was yes. composed by Naoki Kodaka, and I believe we played from that during our. Uh, Sega Genesis mini episode that we did back in September of last year. But yeah, Fantasy Zone had multiple different versions, multiple different ports and Naohisa Moroda did an incredible job on the NES version for the soundtrack. Uh, the entire thing is really uppity, upbeat, joyous, jolly, however you want to describe it.
1: <laughs> and and these are, this is a side-scrolling uh, shooter.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: which I happen to love. One of my favorite uh, side-scrolling shooters. I think they also make this game... Um, no, I I took it back. B. That was not done by them. But uh, yeah, I,
0: I, I love me those things. They're really good times. They're so much fun to play. And thinking back on it, a lot of them did have some pretty good music behind them.
1: <laughs> it was. Um, and you, you wouldn't think you would have something this good as Stage 7, because normally they would front load these things with really good music, because you
0: wouldn't get too far into the game. It's cool that they still have catchy tunes this far in, though, because that rewards the player for pushing forward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Brian here with BG Mania. LevelDownGames.com is quickly growing, but with your help and support, we can continue expanding our footprint in the gaming industry at an even faster rate. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both BG Mania and Max Level, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, weekly editorial articles, and daily news stories. If you aren't yet visiting LevelDownGames.com daily, now is the time. We went through a massive redesign for the beginning of the year. Everything is much easier to find, and it looks like a million dollars. Thanks for all the continued support as we continue to expand our presence in the industry with leveldowngames.com. But I'm going to go to Batman: Return of the Joker. We're going back to Batman.
1: No, 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 Batman!
0: Return of the Joker. I think is also an incredible Batman game that Sunsoft was responsible for. The name of this track is Stages One and Six Music. Yeah. <laughs> And that was Stages 1 and 6 music from Batman Return of the Joker. This was developed and published by Sunsoft. It released on December 20th, 1991 on the NES, and it was composed again by Naoki Kodaka. Frank, I gotta say, I think this might be my favorite track on the episode today. Only because you haven't heard the next one. Well, that is true so far. I have not heard the next one yet, but I honestly think this is one of Naoki Kodaka's strongest compositions. This is an incredible track, dude. I,
1: I like it. I'm already picturing the, uh, me playing the game again.
0: Such a great game, too. Another amazing Sunsoft game. This really, is a game. They, they nailed Batman. They nailed they Batman.
1: I found this game recently, within the past couple of years, just randomly on sale at a thrift store. Nice. They wanted, they wanted nine bucks for it. I talked them down to seven. And I Why didn't you just spend them.
0: nine? Because
1: you're in a thrift store. You got to wait. You deal. didn't.
0: You didn't actually steal it. You paid seven dollars. Well, it was, a, it was a steal at seven
1: dollars. Yes.
0: But I correct any type of anyone that could be listening that thinks we're condoning stealing. Frank paid $7 for it.
1: (laughs) I paid paid $7 hard earned dollars for this game, which was a bargain. How about that? There you go. I didn't steal.
0: (laughs) We're being watched now, Frank. You gotta watch what you say.
1: For 7 bucks, you can't go wrong. Uh, I rented this game as a kid, so I did not own this game. I owned the other Batman. Uh, This one had a much better cover, too. This one was such a cool-looking cover, dude, with with Joker's face on it. big, Big, bright
0: yellow uh, you know, background and the soundtrack in Return of the Joker probably is better than the original regular just and regular Batman. I had to go back and listen
1: because they it's both have good music. I mean, it's yeah,
0: incredible, incredible. Yeah, Naoki Kodaka killed it. But
1: uh, you definitely set me up for this one here because my next game Games also based on a comic book. Perfect uh, from Phantom Twenty Forty. This is the Battleship Prometheus. And that was the Battleship Prometheus from Phantom 2040, which came out June ninety-five, uh, that was developed by Sunsoft for the Super Nintendo and published by Viacom New Media. Uh, for the music I have Burke Treishman, and Matt Scott. Um, pretty good game. It was Metroidvania. Uh not a big fan of the comic. I absolutely hate the live-action movie.
0: Never seen it. Uh
1: it, it's so bad. Um, I've never once read the comic book though, so I have no, I don't know if the comic's <laughs> any good. Maybe it is. Um, but I, I actually do think you would like this game because we're big fans of Metroidvania's though. So
0: yeah, it's you know, just when you were talking to me about it, I I definitely got intrigued, looked it up, and it does seem like something that I would have enjoyed. I'm surprised that this is something that I have really not heard of. It's
1: because it's it's not a very popular series. Um, it's just, the, the game is good. I, I I didn't own this game, but I do. I kind of You know, I rented a lot of games in the day. Yeah, holy crap! As we all did.
0: Uh, as we all did. What?
1: I want to give a special shout out to my parents for
0: giving me all the money to rent these games as a kid. Because I feel right now like I'm spoiled. You are spoiled. I I, I really was. I had. I, I was too. I mean, let's be honest. I was too. Yeah. You
1: know, uh, I don't, I can't say enough great things about my family. I love them all.
0: Frank, it's always disappointing when we get to the last two tracks of the episode. I have you know one what, left. You have one I have, left.
1: I have an idea. What's that? We just keep on recording. We can go for another six hours. we got the listeners here. Might as well just hunker down and keep on listening. Um, No,
0: we got two tracks left. <laughs> Worth a shot. I try to get you all an extended mix. Might be. No, we'll, we'll definitely just keep it our normal length. We're not going to go six hour extended episode. Probably we'll never do a six hour extended episode. But I saved a really good one for my final pick from a game known as Euphoria. It's stylized as U F O U R 4 dash ia so euphoria the saga on nes the name of this track is stage theme underground Was Stage Theme Underground from Euphoria the Saga, developed and published by Sunsoft. This released on September 20th, 1991, in Japan. It would later come to Europe and Australia, but the United States would not see this game until August 23rd, 2010, when it released on the Wii Virtual Console. Unbelievable. Unfrickin' real. But again, composed by Naoki Kodaka.
1: My man. <laughs> Yeah, I I looked this game up
0: while listening to this track and I would have played
1: the hell out of this game.
0: It looks really fun, right? It does! And an incredible track. Again, Naoki Kodaka. I actually, it's funny because six of my eight tracks were composed by Naoki Kodaka, which means six of the 16 tracks we played today. (laughs) So like it really was kind of like a mini deep dive into some of his uh, compositions. I know we didn't talk about him much. Like I said, he will get a proper deep dive at some point in the future. Not this year, but at some point in the future, he will get a deep dive. And I just really love his style. And he did an incredible job with Euphoria. Dude, this was a rock. Epic track. I love this so much.
1: Uh, I think you knocked it out of the park with this pick here, man. This game, though, it, it just, it's so intriguing to me. It looks, it has so many elements of the th- of things I play. A little bit of Mega Man, it's platformy, there's, uh, Hey, kind of, kind of like, like Snow Brothers, Caponimo's Game Master. These are all the things I love. Yeah. Shame on you, Nintendo, for not getting this to me.
0: I wish we could have played this back in the day. It would have been...
1: I guarantee this would have been one of the greatest games of all time. It came back back in the day.
0: Well, I, I don't know that I would say that, but I, but of I think all that the it... the time. I don't know that I would go that far, but I think it definitely would be a fondly remembered NES game. <laughs> the,
1: the Legend of Who? Final What? No,
0: no. It's all about euphoria.
1: <laughs> that thing, I, I think, I also held it back with a really stupid name. Euphoria. Uh, it sounds like uh, a drug that you, you would have been taken in the '90s on, like nine hundred two one zero or something like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm going to close this episode out, though, Um with something I love, an SNK game.
0: Yeah, SNK, baby.
1: I love me some fighters, and uh, this one actually came out on the Neo Geo, so.
0: Developed by Sunsoft,
1: however. Developed by Sunsoft. Uh This, they were, the Neo Geo was like a fighting fan's favorite thing in the world.
0: Still is. Still is. <laughs> Still is. Uh, I'm kidding.
1: Comp- so uh, the track that we're going to close out with is the end of fights. So very fitting. It's the end of the episode. The end of fights uh, from Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors, composed by Masato Arakawa and Takayuki Sasaki. Uh, this game came out February 25th, 95.
0: Yeah, and it's also the uh, credits music. Little, uh, little throwback to our episode last week. And if you ever heard that, it's a great episode as well. Uh, we can get you 16
1: tracks of all, all closeouts. I think next time we're, next, next we're going to do songs to play in the middle of games. That's going to be our, our next we're going to have
0: to determine like, okay, what actually is the middle and is there a track playing? Yeah, we'll probably never do that. <laughs> well,
1: th- 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 look for that episode in 2026, OK?
0: Look for that episode once we stop doing BG Media in like 57 years. 57 exactly years. Yes,
1: I'm going to live another 57 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be happy if I make it past Tuesday. Past Tuesday, indeed. But it is a great track to close out with. Again, like you said, Credits Music, closing out the episode. And another very frank pick. Very rock. Very epic. It's awesome, dude. It's and really that's,
1: cool. That's, that's all I have to say about Frank. Very rock. Very epic.
0: <laughs> but this was fun. I had fun exploring the music of Sunsoft. And yeah, it's so funny to look back and just realize how many Sunsoft games we've actually played throughout the years and growing up.
1: They've taken so much Rental money from my parents. I think Sunsoft owes my my family a vacation.
0: Sunsoft owes a lot of things, but they'll probably never give us a vacation. Plus, actually, now would be the time to provide you with the vacation. That's uh, so
1: what I'm saying. They, they, they round trip to Europe for like cheap. sixty bucks.
0: Yeah, and plus, when you get there, you'd have nothing to do because everything is closed. Man, this would be the right time. Which
1: which means I can can go to uh, the landing tower of Pisa and I'll be the only idiot putting my hands up to to do that pose. Just don't lick it. You know I have to if I go there. (laughs) I'm not going to go all the way to Italy and not lick the landing tower of Pisa. Come on, (laughs) now.
0: Even our boy Kyle from the Max Level Podcast and LoveItDownGames.com, he's canceling all of his uh, quote-unquote trips that he had planned because, you know, it's just not worth it. He finally realized and smartened up. You gotta take care of everybody around you. You can't just, you know what I mean? Like, that's the whole point of this lockdown. The whole point of what's going on in the in the world right now is that it's not if we can survive the coronavirus. Because yeah, we will. You can bring it to someone else who most of us will survive it, but what if we pass it off to someone who unfortunately does not? That's the whole point of the quarantine and in the basically taking care of each other. So remember that as you go forward throughout the week, take care of one another in this time, unlike anything that we've seen in our our lifetime. I think that's something that we can actually legitimately say.
1: Just do small things to help each other out, uh, you know? We, we really are all in this
0: together, you know?
1: It's... It's something, it's, something, it's something we've never faced in any of our lifetimes and hopefully never have to face again but you know this, this should be something that unites the world
0: yeah it's it's so mind-blowing and I, you know just looking back at all the things that have been cancelled you know we're breaking news as we've been recording this we've been kind of following it over the past couple of hours you know because it is Monday evening we're recording on uh, March 16th 316 day uh, Austin 316 baby oh hell yeah but breaking news is that Wrestlemania is going to be taking place at the WWE Performance Center in front of no crowd you know unprecedented type of thing. We're going to look back on this year in like another four or five years and it's not even going to seem like it actually happened, dude. It's so surreal. It, it's it's hard to wrap your head around every, it. Really every is.
1: day is just a whole new crazy series of events. Yeah, it's it's like, it, all, like, all I can do is just hope that everyone's
0: all right. Yeah, just like I said, take care of one another, look out for one another, take care of yourself, obviously, which will help take care of others as well. But Frank, I think it's time for you and I to get out of here because it's getting a little late and I know you got to go to bed soon. And we've had a great episode. I mean, let's go out on top. Let's, let's hit that end of fights. Let's hit the end of fights. And that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash Games. Subscribe to us there, and if you haven't already while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash Games and click that follow button. We are not live often. If you want to follow someone that is live often, twitch.tv forward slash K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. Crazed D11. Dan from the Max Level Podcast and from Games.com streaming five to six times a week, getting that new PC this week. Actually, he got it yesterday if you're listening to the episode of the day of this post, so... Uh, Hopefully he'll be streaming from his new PC later tonight. (laughs) Nice. Streamer Dan. Streamer Dan. Stocking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our discord server click it join it and interact with us as we always say we want every listener of bgmania every listener of the max level podcast and every reader of leveldowngames.com to be interacting with us in our discord server again i always say we don't have that many people in there so don't feel like your voice is going to get drowned out we will definitely notice you and definitely talk to you next week, Frank, it is the end of the month. And though you and I will undoubtedly be absorbed in Animal Crossing New Horizons next week, we still have to close out the month the only way we know how, with Radio Hour, Volume 33. We'll have five tracks from me, five tracks from Frank, one from Jessica, one from you guys, the listeners, an eclectic mix of music next week right here on BG Mania. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the end of fights, otherwise known as the credits music from Galaxy Fight Universal Warriors, again composed by Masato Arakawa and Takayuki Sasaki. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.